Next slide, please, Lily. Why is this important? Well, as you see, sadly across our area, we've got many children and families struggling for a variety of reasons. Yeah, I'm sure we, we maybe know people ourselves. Over 22,000 children are classed as in need within the black country. That's 22,000 within a population of all ages of, of about 1.3 million. Now, in need, that's, that's actually a legal term, meaning that the local authority services, uh, to achieve or maintain a, a reasonable standard of health or development, or to, uh, sorry, they, the, the, it means that the local authority's got to step in to provide a reasonable standard of health or development or prevent significant harm to health. Wow. It's a big, big task, isn't it? We've got folks involved with that work. And it also includes all automatically all children who are disabled. So it's a big task, isn't it? Over 2,500 children are looked after by the local authority. And that's where the local authority arranges for the child to live somewhere other than their uh, biological home, parental home usually. So this role of the family's champion, that it's, it's, it's quite daunting, isn't it? exciting opportunity and our church we we're joining with others from across the whole of the black country to try and make a difference to these children because if we're all working together we're stronger aren't we yeah we can do we've got people in our church who do bits who've been doing bits before love love uh, black country families champions but if we can bring it all together as the body of christ yeah what an impact we could have this is being the body of Jesus in our community. We've got two charities uh, called Love Black Country and Transform Communities who are together are helping to coordinate all this work that's going on. And so far there's been a total of four other charities that are involved in helping the church support children and families that, that, that need help. And there's different ways that we can help. Now this was through Homes for Good, this presentation. And on the 5th of November, that was Adoption Sunday. So unfortunately we missed that there because we were doing what we were doing. But that was marked and I think they'll forgive us for being a couple of weeks late. Yeah? Well, they might, but you lot won't. <laughs> so it was Adoption Sunday. And there's a, a challenge, and it's a big challenge, but could you consider fostering or adopting a vulnerable young child or young person? Now, not everybody, and I don't expect everybody to queue up at the end because not everybody's in that position. I'm not in that position to be able to foster or adopt a child. I'll, I'll tell now. But maybe you are. Maybe it's something you could consider. It's a big ask, but just think about the reward, potential reward there. If you're interested about knowing more, please come back to me, let me know. And I can introduce you to this lady, Kirsty. That lady. Who works for Home for Good? And she'll be able to help explore that further. Now, as I said, some people might be thinking, well, I can't do that. I can't foster. I can't adopt. I haven't got the time. I haven't got, I haven't got the space at home. But I'd like to help if I can. I'd like to be involved somehow if I can. Well, as we said, there are other charities involved with this, and you can help in other ways. You can help me by unsticking my pages. <laughs> the challenge is there. Could you meet monthly and befriend the family needing support? 
Some people in the church are already doing that, but is that something you could do? Could you go and meet a family needing support? Maybe you're time poor, you haven't got time to put, put that in. Can you donate items to support a, a local family in crisis? Could you provide respite care for a child from a family in crisis for up to two weeks? The charity Safe Families for Children, they can help with that. I think we had Joe Maggs come before and did a presentation. Remember he had all the blocks and he was piling things on, Jack who dropped them. The other charity is YMCA Open Door. Working with them, have you got a spare room that could prevent a young person from being homeless? You've only got to walk through a town in, at, at dusk now and see that homelessness problems just exacerbated, isn't it? It's just getting bigger and bigger problem. Is that something that you could help with? Could you offer a longer term room for a young person? Or maybe a weekend respite now and again? How can you get involved? Working with TLG, transforming lives for good. Can you give a child in school some extra support for one hour a week? Yeah, you mathematicians and scientists and uh, English, what's the word for English teachers? Orators, I don't know. English teachers. Can you help? Can you help, uh, help a young child with their schooling? If, any, if that's sparked any interest or think I could do that more maybe I want to know a bit more before I do please come and speak to me at the end or Rachel or Kev have a word and we can maybe connect you up so you can find a bit more see how you can help there's a huge need as we've heard isn't there a huge need and it's not just us thinking as a church that's a good idea the local authorities have said before are coming to the church and saying we need you to step in we need you to help we see what you're doing we want it upscale it, we want it to get it bigger. This is about being Jesus in our community. The final thing is prayer. Because prayer can change things, can't it? Yeah? We can pray for the young children in these sometimes desperate situations that they get the right intervention, that the parents get the right intervention. We can pray for them, can't we? There's a prayer going to come up on the screen now. Shall we just stand as we pray together? Heavenly Father, thank you that you are a generous God. Thank you for the many good things you give us and for the gift of your Son, Jesus. God, we pray that you would help us to be generous to those around us. Would you open our eyes to see the needs in our community and to respond with your care and compassion? We pray for looked-after children in our area and for those making decisions about their future. God, grant your peace and your wisdom in the midst of sadness and uncertainty. Amen. If you'd like to take a seat. As I said, if there's anything there where you think, maybe I could help, maybe I could do a bit more with that, Please come and see Kev Rach myself at the end and we'll put you in contact with the right people. The blessing that I have as, um, as I go around with a pa as a pastor is when I talk to people, I love it. I love it when people share their story with me and I, because it just means that you find out how great God is. 
you know, all in the intimate circumstances, how God intervenes. So it's great. But do you know what? The enemy doesn't like it when people tell their stories. So uh, Chloe was going to tell a story today from uh, Living Water, uh, but she's got a bad back and she ain't very well. So she can't tell her story. Um, uh, we've got a story um, from somebody who's very shy. So I've got somebody else who's going to come and read their story on their behalf. Is that all right? So I'm going to Can you welcome Mandy? So st Mandy's going to come and share a story. Come on, Mandy. It's not Mandy's story. It's actually Lorraine and Aaron's story. But Lorraine's too shy to come up. Well, that's reassuring for those of you that are really shy because it means that, well, okay, because we don't want to embarrass anybody, do we? We know sometimes it's difficult. So Mandy's going to share Lorraine's story. Lorraine, I'd, I have checked with her. This is okay. Will you give us a wave? There we go. There's Lorraine. No, she doesn't. Right, okay. <laughs> right, okay. Okay. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, this is uh, Lorraine and Aaron's story. Lorraine was asked by Mandy to volunteer and work at Living Water. She started there in the summer and then Mandy asked Lorraine to join the Alpha in September 2016. Lorraine believed in God, but it hadn't become a personal relationship for her. Lorraine had been in the area but wasn't attending church. She had a son called Aaron. <laughs> Lorraine couldn't leave Aaron on his own, so Aaron came along to Alpha too. Lorraine and Aaron really enjoyed Alpha and started to come to Junction 10 on Sundays. Aaron was so blessed on Alpha and joined Junction 10 Youth. He went on mission with the Pays team and was baptised in July this year, 12 months after his mum had started at Living Water. Lorraine continues to work at Living Water and is coming to Junction 10 regularly. She is on a journey and loves God. Lorraine would recommend Alpha to anyone. Thank you. Thank you, Lorraine and Aaron, for letting us share your story. Now, obviously, I was thinking about some other people to um, share a story. So I've got a friend at work, a colleague at work, who I've been, I'd been talking to for quite some time. So I'd invited her to come this morning, and it was all organised, all sorted. She was coming, no problem. Her name's Emma. So, um, and Gemma knows Emma. So she was due to be coming, and I thought that'd be nice. That'll be good because it's somebody from out of church. They'll love that. They'll love that. So, do you know what happened? Because um, she's not here. So, what happened was, what happened was, uh, this morning, whilst we were getting the tank ready, I, I suddenly looked at my phone and I got lots of messages. And it was from Emma saying, I'm really sorry. Her husband's had to go out to work and um, her daughter has got a raging temperature, foot and mouth. So she couldn't bring the kids because obviously you wouldn't welcome that because um, you don't want foot and mouth. 
So she was going, I can't believe it. So I've asked, so what she's done is she's written her answers on WhatsApp and she sent them to me, okay, for the questions. So I'm going to have to read them out. And she went, oh, Rachel, I'm so gutted because I wanted to be there. She's, uh, she's on a, a course now called Beta. She goes to Aldridge Parish Church. And uh, she goes to, she does a course called Beta, which is their follow-on from Alpha. And she went, I'm gutted. She said, because I told everybody at my Beta course uh, um, on Wednesday night, she said that what I was doing and they'd all prayed for me and they all said, oh, it'll be great, you'll be brilliant. And I said, Emma, this is what happens sometimes when you go to do stuff for God. The enemy doesn't like it. So it causes a bit of havoc sometimes. And sometimes you have circumstances that crop up and it just all comes together. So I said, we'll get her another time and she can come over. But in the meantime, is it all right if I share? I was slightly gutted. So, but never mind. So the first question I asked was, who invited you to Alpha? Alpha. Now I told her about Alpha loads of times and this is what she said. She was approached quite a few times over a three-year period in regards to starting Alpha by the lovely Rob Cook, who is at Aldridge Parish Church. So I spoke to Rachel, that's me, about it, and she'd expla- I'd explained a bit more about what Alpha was. So she started spring this year. I remember she came to me and she went, Rach, Rach, I'm doing, you, know, you, you know we've been talking about Alpha. I'm doing it this this spring, um, and she started it. And Rob was really pleased with himself that he finally got her to Alpha. Okay, so it's one of those things. Sometimes you might ask somebody, and they might not come the first time, but it's don't give up. Three years, did you hear that? Three years we'd been talking to her about it. So the second question I asked was, why did you go to Alpha? And she said, I decided to do Alpha for two reasons, really. One, she was intrigued by what it was because of Bear Grylls was on the poster. (laughs) But also because she thought it would help with linking school to church. She'd got a specific school she wanted her kids to go to. And it was a church school, and so she wanted that link, okay? There's nothing to be ashamed of. There's lots of people that want their kids to get in the right school. You know, God uses everything. So, what did you like about Alpha is the next question I asked her. And she said, I enjoyed meeting on a weekly basis and getting to know all the new people over dinner. Because she's very sociable, isn't she, Gemma? And, uh, and then going into, she said she enjoyed going into the classrooms and watching the videos, well, the DVDs, by Nick. Can't remember his last name. It is Gumbel, but I'm reading what she's saying. I can remember it. I'm reading what she's saying. Is that all right? <laughs> but it is Nicky Gumbel, yes. <laughs> and there was just something about what he used to say that made a connection with me. 
And then we used to discuss and have deep discussions about what we just watched and learnt about. And we became a really close group of friends. And we all had one thing in, po- in common. We were all taking baby steps into finding our faith. Isn't that great? So then I said to her, so where are you on your spiritual journey now? Okay. So this is what she, ans- she says. Well, after we had all completed the Holy Spirit week, which lasted for two consecutive weeks, because they do their slightly different, everybody does it slightly different, with our team and our minister or vicar, which is John Coyne. He'd spoken to us about it, and we went individually into prayers. And she said, she says, I felt a real strong pulling sensation to choose to go, and particularly to go to John and Jill. Apparently there were others who were praying with us, but she felt that she needed to go to them. And she says, I had an unbelievable experience. While she was being prayed for, something I really can't explain and would never believe and felt from that point on. I needed to find out more. So after our 10 weeks in our last night together, when we we were told about the beta course, which for Aldridge Parish Church, that's their next stage. So it carries on from where they left off. So she started the beta course in September and basically we're going more in depth into the Bible. What it says, what it means, praying, going to church and basically answering all our questions that it throws up along the way. So if you like, we have and are babies that have been put onto formula, from formula to puree and then to normal diet. (laughs) She says, I feel like as a person I've already begun to change and think differently and feel I've found peace in my faith and who I am. Isn't that great? For Gemma and I, it's a massive thing because we pray for these people because they're in our workplace and we work with them on a regular basis. And there are people for you that you're praying with, that you're speaking to. You've got to persevere. You've got to persevere and don't let the enemy put you off. Or circumstances where you think, I'm just going to shy away. I'm a bit, oh, they've probably had enough of me. I can't say anything else. Don't be put off. We've been working on Emma for years, haven't we, Gemma? We have. We have worked on Emma for years. I've prayed with her. I've talked to her. And I didn't know what she'd written because I'd asked her to answer the questions, but I didn't know. So that's the first time I've known reading it. And that's amazing. Okay. Now then. So can I encourage you to invite people to Alpha? Because we haven't got a stack of people that we've got already primed, okay? We're relying on you guys, okay? Um, Now, we've got another testimony 
who remembers us doing the generosity ser- series? Do you remember us doing the generosity series? Who remembers us uh, having some money under seats? Does anyone remember that? Yeah. Okay. We've got, we had a testimony and the, at the end of that. And uh, we've got, there's another installment to the testimony. So did, was anyone here that heard Jeannie's testimony? I wasn't here that week, okay, but there's quite a few that haven't heard it still, Jeannie. So there is a next instalment, okay? So we're going to welcome Jeannie, and Jeannie's going to come and share with us. Come on, Jeannie. What it says is this lady that I befriended and took her out on this generosity thing passed away after we'd been out and had a good time together. And in her, her room, I'd left a little Bible and things for her and it was on her bedside. And I went to the funeral on Thursday. There were four people there. Her four carers and myself. It was sad, but she's gone and I feel I've helped her and I don't know she just was such a lovely lady she she was very lonely had nobody she's got no family at all none at all only her carers and she even said to her carers when um, she was in, in there she said my will is in my drawer if I die it's there and she's left her money to some home I don't know what home it is when she's gone she was such a beautiful lady. She was 89. And I feel great that I've been able to help her and take her out for a meal and be with, with her while she was, you know, not good. Jeannie, what did you say to the lady? What did you say? Um, didn't you say I'm sure I heard you say about what, from God's perspective to her. She just wanted to know who, she knew Jesus, but she wasn't sure. And I tried to explain to her. And she took my hand and she said to me, you've answered my question. And I gave her the daily reading and I said to her, are you reading them? And she said, yes, they were the old ones. I didn't give her a new one. I just gave her an old one and she just read through them. And when I used to go and see her, we'd pray together. She was a lovely lady. And she slipped away in her sleep, in her bed, didn't she? And what was next to her? Her her little Bible. She had her little Bible and her her daily breads and I gave her a little cross that I'd made and she'd hung that on the wall it was above her bed so I feel good that I've done that thank you, shall we give a round of applause we've had a number of folk sharing stories whether it's via whatsapp or, or text or or written down and read out by other people. And it's wonderful because stories are personal and they're individual, aren't they? And it's how God's interweaved into people's personal circumstances. It brings encouragement. Today is obviously a baptism. And we're going to baptise David shortly. Where is he? There he is. Okay. And we'll share his story. And he's also really nervous, so somebody else is going to be reading. So it's it's the essence of the day today. But that's okay, isn't it? 
So we're going to baptise because it's what Jesus told us to do in the Bible and because Jesus demonstrated because he did it himself. He was baptised himself because he was showing us what we should do. And we're baptised because we believe in God, because we're adjusting our life according to God's pattern, that we're praying regularly and that we're seeing our life transformed and we're inviting God into our situation. Now, I'm just going to read Colossians from Colossians chapter 2. And it says, Now, just as you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, you must also continue to follow him. Let your roots go down into him. And let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. And it goes on to, uh, to up to verse 15. And I would encourage you to read that perhaps yourself later. But let me remind you of what we've heard. That just as you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, you've got to continue to follow him. It said, didn't it, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth that you're taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. So you let your roots grow down, then you will grow strong, yeah? The most important thing to realise is that with baptism is part of your journey as a Christian. The aim is, is it should be at the beginning because it says believe and be baptised, but some folk take a while to get to baptism. And our spiritual world, our spiritual journey is like a walk or a hike or perhaps climbing a ladder. We've heard from folk who've been on Alpha and how they've asked, how they've asked questions from other Christians to get to know about God. We've seen how God's moved in their situations and that their lives have become transformed. We've heard about Jeannie's neighbour. And our Jeannie was challenged to share with her about the love of Jesus and how it impacted, because it really did impact Jeannie's neighbour. And it certainly impacted Jeannie and that Jeannie was obedient and next time she'll be quick to do it again. Because just in this circumstance, it was a matter of life and death. I've got another story for you. It's about a lady called Emma Jane. It was just a few years ago. She was in her second year at Bible College. And she wanted to go on mission to Africa. But she needed £250. Doesn't sound very much, does it, to get to Africa? But anyway, she needed £250 and she hadn't got it. So Emma Jane prayed, Lord, if you want me to go on mission to Africa you'll have to put £250 in my account. Nothing happened. So ever, that's ever happened to you? <laughs> so she was at home. She said to her sister, um, uh, when I'm, I'll go back to Bible college, if any post comes for me, will you please open it? And if there's any money in it, ring me immediately. 
Emma-Jane had been back at college for one week and she had a call from her sister. She had a cheque for £260 from the Inland Revenue. I think they've been in cahoots with Rachel Willis. She always has brown envelopes, doesn't she? Well, anyway, Emma-Jane immediately thought, phone the tax office and thank them. (laughs) Did Did you hear the Oliver over there? And then she thought, don't be daft. Do you have things like that where you think, I'll do that, and then you think, your reasonable self goes, oh, don't be so stupid, don't do that. I have that all the time. But the thought wouldn't go away. Mm. So she thought, well, if this is the Lord, I've got to do it. And if it's not the Lord, would it really hurt? Would it? I might look a bit daft, but they're never going to see me again, are they? So, so anyway, she decided, right, I'm going to ring. So she rang the tax office and she said I just want to tell you what's happened so she told the lady that answered the phone in the tax office what I've just told you the lady broke down in tears it so happens that the lady who answered the phone used to go to church and she hadn't been for 20 years. But the previous Sunday to the phone call, she'd gone to church. The lady in the tax office said to a friend when she was back at work, I don't know if God wants me to believe in him. But you know what? He's going to have to jolly well phone me up. (laughs) Following the phone call, the lady chose to believe in God. She became a Christian. She attends a church in Bradford. And I heard the story from someone that the lady from the tax office told. God uses us to make the phone call. To hand out the invite. To pray like the person that I've invited from my fat club. I've prayed with him on the car park for him to come. It's up to us. God uses us. We are his hands and his feet. Jeannie's neighbour needed to hear that God loves her. And Jeannie was the one who passed on the message. 
Romans chapter 1 verse 17 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. From faith to faith. We are called from faith to faith. It is a step on the ladder. The reason I like the idea of the ladder is because it becomes more and more challenging the higher you go. From faith to faith. So what's your next step? For some of us, it might be inviting Jesus into our heart as our personal saviour. For some, it's baptism. For others, it's tithing. It could be joining a journey group. Could be getting involved with serving tea and coffee or being a steward or serving on the children's team. God could be calling you into leadership and be will for you to be willing to take responsibilities. You may need to respond to a call that God has placed upon your life from faith to faith. On the 5th of November, we shared how we as a church are securing the planning permission for good and putting in foundations for the new building. It's the next step. We've got the money for that. We haven't got the money for the whole building, but we're doing the next step. But we know that God spoke to us not just as a church to build, but that we're to build a community with Jesus at the centre. So it's not just the building, it's the people. So what is your next step? David's next step today, in a few moments, is going in that cold tank of water. And David, Adam and I are going to be there with you, so we know. But tomorrow... David's step, next step will be, become something different because tomorrow God will be asking him to do something else. Aaron went on Alpha and got baptised. Emma, my friend, went on Alpha and then she did another course. Jenny, Chief and Alele, they don't know I'm mentioning them, have been with us for years and are stepping into becoming journey group leaders. They're stretched, they're being stretched in their spiritual journey. And there are so many others that I could give examples of how God is moving them along, but I don't have time. For you, it may be that you need to read, or if you're not so good at reading, get an audio app and listen to the Bible daily so that you can learn more about God and you can be encouraged into social action. For others, you may be encouraged by the Holy Spirit to pray for friends or family or strangers. Some may be being encouraged to go on mission or complete some training. And yet others of you might be called into regular prayer and fasting. Jack, where's Jack? Has he gone 
Jack, can you go and tell them that we're going to be getting ready to go in the tank? No, not all of us. We're all on a spiritual journey. And as a group of believers, but also as individuals. So where are you this morning? And what's your next move? Have you been stood still for a while? If so, it's time to move. It's time to take the next step. If you're not sure and you know that it's time to move but you don't know what you should be doing, then talk to us. Talk to Kevin, Joe, myself, anybody that you come with or you sit with that's further on in the faith. But make sure that you don't stand still because it says from faith to faith. And if you want to do great things in God, you're not going to suddenly bypass all the little steps and be fantastic. You're going to have to be stretched and then you rest, and then stretched, and then you rest. That's how muscles grow. And that's how God wants you to grow in your faith. We're going to baptise David. And what we're going to do is, David's chosen a song. It's wonderful to have David and Maxine with us. We love having them as part of our church family. Okay? What will happen is we just gather in the children because our children like to see the baptisms, okay? And what we do is it's not particularly, you know, we all stand up and we're going to go and gather around the tank, okay? And then we're going to ask David if he confesses Jesus Christ as his Lord and Saviour. And then as he confesses Jesus Christ as his Lord and Saviour, we're going to dunk him. Okay? In the beautifully hot water. Not. It's not hot. So we're going to dunk him. And then when, when he comes up, your job is to sing as loud as you can the song that he's picked. Is that all right? Okay? So that's what we're doing. And Adam and I will just take a couple of moments to pray for him. And then he'll get out and you'll carry on singing We'll quickly get changed and then we'll join you at the end. Is that all right? But this is also part of David's journey. So as we finish, I want you to be thinking as you're moving and standing around the tank, what's my next move? Is that okay? Right then, let's move. <laughs>